It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The holidays are over, and it's all too common to set those health goals that never actually stick. Well, this episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who can help you do that. They make snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with less than one gram of sugar. Try it for yourself and see. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering the code TMS at checkout. Coming up on TMS, here we go with Trump again. Is it too early for a chicken sandwich? Shitbreaker colon furnace hole. God, Australian humor is weird. He makes a better finish. Is that a two-car garage, or are you just happy to park here? Midnight in Bangkok, where the girls go fumble. I died, but no big deal. <laughs> Skinny Fat People is the name of my Fat Boy Slim cover band. Make your mouth taste good. Lava tools. Floating dude in a suit. I don't say Reese's Pieces. A tower of seaweed and snot. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Most of the greatest contributions and biggest messes in history have been made by two kinds of brains, the devious and the literal. Go hi, this is Brian. Something obviously is going weird. The Morning Stream. You're soaking in it. morning everybody welcome back to tms it is thursday january 28th 2021 i'm scott johnson he's brian ibbett hi brian hello hello yeah it's nice having a new theme isn't it it's like a mix of the old and the new right there it has some cool like uh eight bit sound and like uh, stuff in there the morning stream the morning stream (laughs) but the city don't know what the city is yet Show with everything but your Brenner. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> Thank God. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics to that song, but I immediately Bangkok, recognize Bangkok, Oriental it. City, but the city don't know, know what the, the city, city is. Yet. Yet. Creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but your Brenner. Your Brenner. Midnight in Bangkok when the girls go fumble. Right? Is that it? The, like every word, every word you just said is wrong. Okay. <laughs> Midnight in Bangkok when the girls go for one, one night in Bangkok is the name of the song. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I should know this. Anyway, hey, uh welcome back hey. everyone. Uh we got stuff to do and things to talk about. I did want to make a uh a brief well, 
It's part. It's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yes, is partly why I love it, but also it was ridiculous. And I wish I wish it would have streamed this. Okay. Okay. I've been playing this game since last year when it came out in early access called uh, Hard Space Colon Shipbreaker. We just call it Shipbreaker for short. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And Shipbreaker is this cool game where um, Brian, imagine you're a dude on Earth. And one of the last jobs you can get in this future where it's kind of dystopic and everything sucks and there's not great jobs anymore. One of the few jobs you can get is you got to go up into the lower atmosphere of the planet and work for this company that uh, takes apart old ships, decommissioned ships and like salvages the raw metals from it and the and the computer equipment that's in there and the reactors that are in there and all that stuff. And your job is to go up there and using various tools, laser tools and cutters and uh, explosive mines and all this stuff to just take these ships apart and fulfill your work orders. So it might be, mm-hmm. we need four tons of aluminum. So we're going to go pull all that out and throw it into the into the recycler. And then we need to salvage the rocket booster and the reactor and also the two battery packs. Okay, we'll do we'll do those. That's the game. And you and you literally okay. are taking these ships apart in this beautiful 3D first person sort of view and chucking stuff into a furnace that needs to go into the furnace, things that go into the recycler, things that go into a big giant space catcher thing that's like for um, reusable goods that are already built, not raw materials. So like chairs and storage and stuff like that you throw in there. Anyway, it's a rad game. It's very it cool. Sounds like, it sounds really cool. Yeah, it sounds it, different than, um, you know, than the typical space game, you know? I mean, it's... Yeah, you don't do any flying. I mean, you float because mm-hmm. you're a dude in a suit, but float. You're out <laughs> like a turd in the back of the low end of the pool. Low end, shallow end of the pool. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, and you, you know, you basically it's like reverse Tetris in a weird way. You're just trying to figure out how to take stuff apart. There's a timed mode. There's just an open sandbox mode. There's a career mode. There's a weekly challenge mode. Anyway, and the ships start small. They get huge. Eventually, you're in these big freighters with like multiple rooms, and you got to be careful not to blow stuff up. And it's all this stuff, right? I love it, and I really, really love it. Actually, it's one of my favorite things in the world, and I find it really relaxing and chilling. And I can like have a movie on while it's while I'm playing, and I just love it. It's just great. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's probably come out of uh, early access this year. It feels pretty complete as it is anyway. But um, I'm playing yesterday. I wish I would have streamed this. Brand new ship. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this ship. I'm going to go make all the money. I'm going to get rid of every single part. I'm going to put it where it goes. I'm not going to screw any of this up. I'm going to blow right? nothing yeah. up. I'm going to very carefully get that reactor out and drop it before it explodes. Like, I'm going to do all these things. And the very first thing I do is walk into it, do the airlock, go inside, turn off the air control so the airlock doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Step number one. I go back toward the rear of the ship. I float back there. I got my light on. And I mean to laser a, what do you call it? Like a joining, uh, a joiner like a beam, beam. Sure. Beam. Like it's mm-hmm. like a joiner beam. Cross beam. Yep. It's supposed to be. This uh, is the, this is the universal symbol for cross beam, by the way. Oh, look, yeah. Like this. Yeah. You got it. That's it. When, when people are in a construction <laughs> site and they can't hear each other, the guy just does this. Yeah. Right. And then they all go, oh, <laughs> it right, means exactly. cross beam. Cross beam, everybody. Hold on. I got to go whistle at some lady going by. Yo, sweet cheeks. All right. Bring me another <laughs> one of these, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> so these, they're these like joiner things that you can melt. And that basically starts to break down the structure of the, of the hull of the ship. And uh, okay. I was aiming for one with what's called the needler. It's just a laser. And I twitched. Don't know why. Too much caffeine. I don't know. I twitched and I moved. 
and I mm-hmm. shot a fuel tank. Oh, no. Now, this normally is not the end of the world. It usually just means, well, you're going to lose some of that side paneling, and it's the back end of the ship, and you might hurt your thrusters. And if those are part of your work order, that's that's painful because you need the money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not the end of the world usually. But what happened, because this thing's all based on space physics, is the trajectory of the ship, because of the way it blew up and blew out the back of the, the quarter panel of the ship, it shoved the entire frigate, which is way too heavy for me to do anything with when it's in its entirety. It's a giant ship. Yeah, yeah. Goes that direction, and I don't even know how to explain this. There's a giant. There's a giant furnace hole that you throw junk uh-huh. into. It's only for trash. Yeah. And this thing starts heading because of the the explosion. Starts heading toward the furnace hole in its entirety. The entire ship. So I'm about to go fit? Into- like a giant frigate uh, will fit into this. Oh yeah, this hole. Yeah. So okay. this, um, I mean, it would if. Well, okay, so it blows over there, and I'm panicking. I'm like, no, 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 right? And I start like putting. Te- yeah. You have these tethers, like these uh, these laser tethers. You can try to hook it to, and then hook it to a wall and slow it down. And you know, you're 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 in this like bay area, but it's still floating in space, so there's no bottom or top. The Earth's down there, and the you know space is up there. So if, you, yeah. if you're not careful, you'll fly off into nowhere land or part of your ship well or whatever. Anyway, it just keeps moving and my tethers are breaking. It's not working because it's too big. And then there's like a gravity well around the opening of this thing. So once you're in the gravity well, even <laughs> harder point to do of no return. And I'm like, the yeah. whole ship is going in here. I'm going to lose $2 million on this contract. It's like bad. Oh, that's so funny. then here's Plus, the best part. Are there any people on the on the no, frigate? No, no, no. It's all it's all okay, abandoned. It's off. Yeah, it's in okay. there's like there's like inside the gravity or inside the ship there's always like wrappers and like Coke cans floating around. So By the way, uh, Furnace Hole is the new project between the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Courtney Love. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait for yeah, that. Can't wait for that album. What a collaboration finally after all yes. these years. Oh, yes, be great. Will anyway. she wear a sock on her wiener is my question. <laughs> Anyway, so that thing floats over there, and then I does. I think you, if you're a Red Hot Chili Pepper and you're working with Courtney Love, you put on two socks just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you need you it's double like double. Socket. It's like double masking. Everyone's talking about right now. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so this the ship is normally now at this point I'm like giving up. I'm like, well, it's just going to head into the hole. But instead, it floats up like this, and the back end goes down. And it gets stuck, bef- <laughs> jams before the hole. So now I have this thing like, what can I do? What can I do? Can yeah. I break a piece off and then maybe pull that, that chunk out and salvage some of this? So I go with the laser and I go, shunk. I cut the bottom half of the ship open and then cut uh-huh. the two corners. And immediately that bottom half goes <laughs> and sucks into the thing. The ship turns this way, hits me in the head, cracks my <laughs> my thing. And now the ship, uh-huh. the ship, two chunks of a ship are being pulled into the incinerator with me because I can't escape that gravity well either. And I got incinerated. <laughs> so I'm just saying, uh, what I'm saying is this might be the greatest video game ever made is what I'm saying. Okay. No kidding. The fact that it's that, that it will, that it would allow something like that to happen is amazing. Plus this sounds like a complete and total nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm playing. This sounds like a stress. Uh, it like, can be. It can be. It, if this were in real life, it would be that video of the dude driving the forklift in the Costco where he um, oh, where he hits one of the the, <laughs> the bookcase or the cases yeah. and everything comes down into the middle and he just hops out of the. It's a little like that. Like off. you know that guy's day was real bad after that. You have to yeah. assume. And yeah. In this, I don't think he world, came back. No, he probably didn't come back. But in my case, I died, so it was no big deal. Uh, the problem is. 
Well, I'm playing it on a mode where it's not permadeath. You can do that if you want. So if you ever sure. die, you just start over, which really blows. Sure. But people like that. It's like playing Diablo with a character that if he dies, he never comes back. So same idea, but uh, it's like hardcore mode, but I didn't do that. So I could come back. So I just took the $3 million hit or whatever the hell it was and <laughs> started another ship. And that one I got, I did fine on the next one. So it's all fine now, everybody. That's but I just funny. wanted to use this as an opportunity to say, look, if you're a PC gamer, you get a decent video card. That is one of the coolest things. And it'll take a little getting used to because it's like, you know, Euclidean uh, space physics. So <laughs> stuff behaves like it would in... In like low G and yeah, it's not it's not gonna yeah. it's not arcadey, but it's also not like super simmy either. It's just mouse and keyboard or controller if you want are fine ways to control it. And once you get the hang of like, all right, to turn myself upside down or you know to get myself righted or to kind of apply my brakes or whatever, so I don't go flying too far. Once you get the hang of all that stuff, <laughs> Zen, it is so good. I freaking That's love cool. it. Sounds sounds cool. It might make you throw What's up. It's called engine. Inspector Space Time Shipbreaker. What is it? Inspector Space. Space Time Shipbreaker Junior dot com slash forward slash. <laughs> uh, no, it's called uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. It's on Hard Steam. Space Shipbreaker. And there's a rumor. This hasn't been confirmed, but there's a rumor floating around that the game is set in the Homeworld universe, even though this developer doesn't have. Hmm. The rights to the Homeworld universe. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. And Homeworld is an awesome series. And it's possible. I mean, it, it feels like it could be. Like, it's got a mm-hmm. great feel to it, the way that Homeworld does. Um, here's what's great, Brian. Like, if I'm working with some electronic stuff, there's there's often music playing in my helmet in the game. And it's like mm-hmm. space country. <laughs> like, <laughs> space trucker music, kind of. And okay. uh, if you get electrocuted, it... F's up your radio and all of a sudden your radio will be playing like some weird talk show or it'll play. <laughs> it's really great. Oh, that's awesome. Really that's great. great. I really love it. So I can't say enough about it. Hard space. Looks, oh, looking at the website looks really, really cool. Yeah, it's a neat it's a neat experience. Um, hmm. All right. Also, I think we killed Cloris Leachman and I feel pretty bad about it. <laughs> was she on the frigate? No, she was not part of the incinerated okay. frigate. Uh, sadly, <laughs> she passed away yesterday. Now, we just talked about her on Tuesday. We did. Yeah. And she died the next day. This happened with Larry King. This happened with uh, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else have we killed? Have we killed anybody else? Have we? Uh, um, we have blood on our hands from other. I names? mean, not to my knowledge, but uh, but sometimes we don't hear about it. So who knows? Now I know and- I mentioned a certain BW yesterday. Let's all yeah. just stop it with the Scott. What have you done? I'm not right. We don't. We actually- also talked about. Uh, a previous host of a morning game show that has oh. a cliffhanger and a plinko. Right. Who's 97 and can't be too far from home, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we're trying can't to be-, be too far from the great, uh, the great showcase showdown in the sky. <laughs> yeah. But you should have seen my feed yesterday. Like, Oh, I, I know. Cause I probably got about a third of it. Yeah. And that was, and that most third people was just a lot. accuse you of being the problem. <laughs> But uh, then there's a third that say I'm part of the problem as well. Well, they're the right third. They know what's up. <laughs> but here's sure. the thing. When I saw that hit, somebody, the very first one I saw said, Scott, why did you have to bring her up yesterday? And I went, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then it hit me. Oh, no, please. You have to be kidding. me. Like, I didn't know about it yet. Like, you have to be kidding me. Why are you saying this? And then like 50, 100, 150, 200 tweets later, everybody going, 
You had to say her name, didn't you? You had to do it. So Carter and I are going to celebrate her life in a very unique way tonight. We're going to watch her episodes of The Simpsons, her episodes of Bob's Burgers. Uh, You've got time to do this, but you can't do WandaVision. Really? Look. I like, agree. Like she'll sit down and plan a TV evening of Cloris Leachman on The Simpsons and Raising Hope and I agree. I Phyllis, but uh, with you, hundred percent with you. Except, well, wait a minute. She just wants to do the animated stuff. She wants to do that. She wants to do Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, and I think she was on a Futurama. I'm not sure about that. I might be thinking of B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. B. Arthur's still alive, right? I didn't just kill her by saying her name. No, she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's it. We just have to talk about dead people. Yeah. 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 Oh, and Parasite. Don't remind me, chat room. Parasite. Got to watch Parasite. Okay. Yeah, I've given up. <laughs> I, I I don't want to keep pushing Parasite because I want to make sure that it that it that I don't over hype it. It's really good. Yeah. But if I keep pushing on on Parasite, you're like, oh yeah, it was all right. Then Let me ask like you this: well. Does Parasite have? You know what's held me back? I figured it out with Parasite. Here's <sighs> what's held me back. Okay. And it's not that I don't want to see it. It's just that when I think about it, I go, yeah, I could do that. Or I could do it. Or I could go uh, shove a frigate into a furnace hole. <laughs> right, right. I could listen yeah. to Hank, Hank Hill while I put a, put a ship in the furnace. So mm-hmm. the reason that I think I do that is because um, I after Snowpiercer, uh, mm-hmm. the other movie that I really love by that director. Mm-hmm. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Uh I worry that this isn't going to be gritty enough. Like, is it just people? Because oh. in my head, it's just people it's, in the basement doing subtitles. Like, is that wrong? No, That's it's wrong. definitely it's definitely way more than that. I would not call it gritty. There are there are parts of it that are very gritty and like, oh man, mm. people living like that, huh? But um, <clears throat> but it's not. It's more of a. Uh, geez, I don't want. I don't want to say too much. It's more of a. It's kind of part psychological thriller. Mm. Um, it's. It is not anything. It's nothing like Snowpiercer. Okay. It's Cause, not. Because Snowpiercer is you know, like genre movie, right? Like it's like genre a, movie with yeah. you know uh, sci-fi. Uh, um, here's what the world could happen to the world, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If we don't change our ways, brr, brr, brr. Yeah. by the way, yeah. well, I'll get to that in a second, oh. but that's not at all what, um, but what parasite is parasite is a study in, in, um, humanity. Okay. Humanity. Yes. Then. All right. Humanity. Yeah. And I, and I'll, no, leave and it, I'll leave it at that. Part of me is like, I have to work myself up for, I have to find a certain energy for subtitles. It's not that I won't do them or that I don't prefer sure, them because sure. I do. It's just well, I you're not going to be I'm able to play it. your uh, space uh, <laughs> salvage game while you're watching. I'm not going to be able to Parasite. salvage a bunch of texture map polygons without. No, oh, okay, no. you're going to want right. You are going to want to pay attention and and like you've got to you've got to set the iPad down. You've got to not tweet for an hour and a half. You've got you've got to just sit there and do it. But you will you will enjoy it. Knowing your tastes and right. knowing the things that I've recommended to you before that you've liked, this is in the same level. Um, Honestly, I have no doubt because you've never yeah. led me astray. It's just, yeah, and this, I'm, you know, this is the best picture from a freaking 
when's the last time we had a foreign film that was the best picture? Like, it doesn't happen. Right. Never. And so it's obviously a sign of the apocalypse, according to uh, our former uh, unnamed president. Well, you know, he... Uh... It's not even from America. <laughs> not even from America. The best picture this year. <laughs> this guy, by the way, there's a guy on, on uh, YouTube that leaves us comments. Yeah. Every time you do an impression of Trump, uh-huh. he goes on there and says... Here we go with Trump again. <laughs> Good. You know what? I'm I'm happy to uh even though it's like point one of a thousand things yeah, that we talk whatever. about on the show. Like is his complaint is he is he a Trump supporter that doesn't like us saying th- bad things about Trump or he just doesn't like like he just thinks my impersonation of of him sucks? What's I think he is a I think he's a uh uh let's let's say a supporter of a sort and mm-hmm. he he likes to cherry pick moments like that and pretend it was the entire show. That's what I think. Well, he's a very special person. I'm going to tell that person to uh, stand by. <laughs> it's very special. We love you. We love you. Very anyway. special. So I was going to get to this, and I know we've got to get to Gidget for yeah. the next um, hour of trivia. But um, <laughs> I've been watching, so I finished up uh, Community. I yeah. just decided screw you season six you've you've lost me mm. sorry you've, you've you've lost too many of the key people that i watch this show for and, and i love gillian jacobs i love joel McHale. i love allison Bree. but man you know you lose uh donald glover you lose um ken jong you lose uh, a lot that's a lot you lose a lot between season five and season six yeah, for sure uh, Nicole Vet Brown or Vet mm-hmm. Nicole Brown. Um, anyway, so I I went back to watching um, catching up on The Expanse and uh, oh, so burned through all the Expanse stuff, which oh so good, including and this then, season. Well, did you already do all the five? And you're you're, you're oh done? I'm yeah I'm up to date. Like I I was caught up to this season and I was saving a bunch of episodes, oh. thinking that I could binge the whole season after enough episodes came out. I couldn't wait, and I binged up to the episode if not watch the episode that came out this week i'm in the same boat but i haven't started that binge yet um i've been holding off because i just don't want to run out but maybe now i want to get in there no 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 yeah just uh just 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 wait do don't do don't do like me scott just wait binge them all because now i'm in this position where it's like no i want more right now yeah anyway um so i've gone to uh, the most recent season of doctor who to catch up on that season 12 of Doctor Who. That's with the Lady Who in there. It's with uh, Jodie Whittaker, who's who's a great doctor. She's a great doctor. Very good, good very good doctor. <laughs> oh no, now um, we're point two of one hundred percent. We've gone up to point two. Um, <laughs> she and, and her companions are great. Um, uh, and there's no problem at all with the acting or the presentation of the show. However, oh, they're getting. And and in long time, I mean, I've watched all of the new. I've basically watched everything since the beginning of Christopher Eccleston. Um, you do the Capaldi run the, there, the last guy. Oh, I loved Capaldi. Okay. I thought I thought Tennant was fantastic. I really like Capaldi, and I really liked Eccleston. I wasn't as big a fan of uh, Matt Smith, but um, he's all right. He's fine. He's fine. He's a better. He's a better. Philip. Than he he's a up. much better. <laughs> he is. Yeah. But there, this season, season twelve, is so preachy. Mm. Where like every episode is the starred belly sneeches, right? Mm. It's like every like, oh no, this planet that is uh, all uh, destroyed and uh, completely uh, vaporized. 
It's Earth. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they've been doing it. It's like, oh no, it's the uh, microplastics in the ocean that are killing the people. And it's like, okay, yeah, I. We need an escape from the world, not a, not a. I guess this is what art does, but still, mm-hmm. they're never going to end it. Though Jeannie says, just kill it, BBC. Are you kidding? They're going to do Doctor Who until Van is having his own grandkid. Mm-hmm. It'll just keep going, man. Yeah, and by yeah. then it'll be. You know, we have, well, there'll be a, I don't know, we'll have like a dog will be Doctor Who for a while and then they'll put a. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, we need to just go through, go through. Just whatever. Uh, Get an uh, ape in there. I'd doctor. love an ape, like a big old it's monkey. It's just a bummer because I, I really enjoyed just about every season up until now. And now it's, now I just feel like it's, uh, you know, where are the Cybermen? Where are the Daleks? I don't yeah. want the enemy to be us. We found the enemy doctor and he is us. Yeah. More, more Daleks or Daleks. Daleks. Sorry, Daleks. is it Daleks? It's Daleks, right? Deluxe. I think they're called uh, Randy Deluxe. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Deluxe. They moved Catwoman. All right. I believe it. They moved Catwoman. Exactly. Um, so anyway, I don't know if I'm even going to make it through the full season, season 12. I really like Jodie Whittaker though. I think she's great. She is great. She's got such a fun, kooky energy and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's nothing, nothing wrong with her. She's cool. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm a, I've got this weird OCD when it comes to binge watching stuff where if I start a season of something, yeah, I feel weird if I don't finish it. That's why it was so hard for me to leave Johnny Mnemonic in the theater because I'd never left a movie before and never left one since because I feel like I've paid for this. I've got to give it a chance and I, you know, I'm going to see it through the end. Yeah. And, um, I get you. I, cu- I couldn't, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it. I, I can do it. It's been, it's a rare thing for me too, like a movie that I don't finish, but yeah. now it's easier yeah. if it's like on streaming and it sucks. I, don't <laughs> I know. Well, now I've done it with community and I think I'm going to do it with Dr. Who. So, um, oh. yeah, I can't wait to see who I do it with next. Sorry, Jody Whitaker. <laughs> you weren't the girl for Brian. It turns out. Mm-hmm. You weren't the doctor for me. No, it certainly has nothing to do with her. No, she's great. I think it's Chibnall. Chibnall. One of the the co-writers, Chibnall. Exterminate. Hold on. Uh, Hey, remember this? When Dunaway did this? Hold on. He did a really good exterminate once. Exterm. Yeah, check this out. It's so good. This one is his his computer was acting up, but he went ahead and did this anyway. Mm-hmm. Exterminate! Isn't that great? Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. was yeah when his, <laughs> his computer. This thing was all left up. All right, Excellent. Gidget incoming. We're gonna do yes. some uh, trivia here, and it'll be fun. We're gonna have a good time, and then uh, we'll see what else the show brings us today. Wendy will be here later, of course, uh, so that'll be fun. So stick yeah. around while we do. I can't find her thing. Where is it? Okay, good deal, Scott. There it is. Trivial things. It's trivial things with our good friend Gidget Von LaRue. She joins us from down under. Uh, I do. Uh, that's Australia for those who don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <That's> Australia. <laughs> for Australia. Uh, Gidget, Gidget, how the how the heck are you? How you doing? I am. I'm. I'm really good. That's I'm good. really good. Uh, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's exciting things happening, and it's so nice. I feel like I've been away for ages from you guys, and I miss you. Yeah, oh, yeah, because we didn't do anything in December, right? Because of the holidays, no. basically cut right into our Thursdays at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So, yep. we were gidgetless. Yeah. We were gidgetless. We yeah, 
Yeah, gidgeless. Yeah, yeah. It's a gidget-free <laughs> zone, but we're glad you're That's back, right. and uh, we're excited to do this. Thank now, you. my understanding is, I've heard a uh, tale that we're going to go down some sort of scientific path today, or excuse me, sci-fi path today. Tell me what we're Ooh. doing. Okay, so basically, uh, oh, first of all, Tom Baker was my favorite doctor. Yeah, he's he's great. And that's when I was a kid, I watched Doctor Who every Sunday morning and they'd run back to back to back episodes on Channel 6 and I would watch watch them all and I was so hooked on Tom Baker and then The problem with Tom Baker though is when they were filming his episodes, it was back when they thought it would be cool to use the worst video camera ever made. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind that they also use for soap operas yeah. where uh, everything kind of blurs into the next thing yeah. if they move the camera too So if fast. you had like a candle and then you had the camera yes. on the candle and then moved suddenly, you'd have a streak yeah. of a candle a white going nine stripe miles right that across way. the. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. it's you know it's forgivable because it's like classic Doctor Who, and that's what I grew up with. We were getting all the British shows here in Australia, and uh, I know there was a few Doctors before him and a lot of Doctors after, and most of the Doctors have been pretty good, but you know the scarf and the overcoat thing mm-hmm. and. The hat, the fro. And, and he was like, and the fro, he's iconic, and he's still with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yay, because we lost Cloris. Yeah, today, Cloris Leachman. Oh, oh no. Oh, geez. Yeah. We okay, should everybody, have said Tom uh, Baker now. Get your brought up Tom Baker. So, if anything happens to Tom Baker, it's not us. Yeah, because we talked about Cloris yes, Leachman. I'm sorry, yesterday. yeah. Yeah, we we talked about it <laughs> the day I'm, before. I'm, she I'm, died. I'm very close to doing, you know, a, a Gene Hackman uh, pod, movie podcast. Oh, man. Um, uh, who are, oh, Sean's gone. Um, yeah, we oh killed God. him already. There's so many yeah. people just petering on, and you just think, oh, Clint Eastwood. You just think, oh, I better do a movie podcast about them just before they cark it, yeah. you know. Right. Um, but, 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 but special shout out to Clarice Leachman because she, she was a, a, an absolute brilliant comedic actress like Madeline Kahn. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites is uh, High Anxiety. Oh, which such is a great movie. Great Hitchcock parody. Yeah. And so many people have not seen that movie. Everyone thinks Young <sighs> Young Frankenstein or, you know. Um, but in young High Anxiety, if you're a Hitchcock fan, and you don't even need to be a Hitchcock fan. You know, no, I hadn't no. even, when I saw High Anxiety, I hadn't seen one Hitchcock movie. Mm. Oh, and wow. I still laughed. No. Yeah, and then you start seeing Hitchcock movies and you start saying, oh, that's what that oh, joke comes from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Nurse Diesel, and she is just brilliant in it. So, <laughs> do yourselves a favor and track down high anxiety. So, but but it's um, it's sci-fi time, and can I say a special hello to Murph, who mm. follows me on Twitter. He's never listened to your podcast before, and I told him I was appearing, and he said I will sign up and I will listen. I will be a part of the community. Wow! So you've got a new. Person, nice. me, so send me money. Mirth, <laughs> did you say mirth? Keep him. Yeah, well, hopefully we keep yeah, him. Hi, Mirth. Mirth, like mirth, like I'm feeling some mirth on the earth. No, Mirth, Mirth, like no, it's Mirth, M U R P H. Got it. Mirth. Like Murphy. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. Mirth, if you're here, I don't know, I don't see him in the chat, but if you're listening, welcome. Are we listening? Yeah, welcome. You feel free to yeah. use the furniture. Don't pee on anything. That's all we ask. <laughs> By the way, in he our might. Discord, you never in know. <laughs> in our Discord chat, I just put a copy of uh, Tom Baker covering uh, the Kinks. You really got me. Oh, did he really do that? <laughs> it's it's part of a thing called Tom Baker says. So they took Tom Baker's speech and put it into uh, and then made a song out of it. Oh, weird. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And he was the narrator for um, Little Britain as well. Mm. Wait, what was? Oh, what's, really? What's Little Britain? Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. That's you, a you comedy, guys don't know Little Britain comedy mm. sketch show. I know what it is. It's got the and it's got the dude who's currently on British Bake Off uh, with um, so, oh, the little David bald Williams guy and um, the little, the bald guy with the the alopecia guy. Yeah, Matt yeah. Lucas. Yeah, that Matt, guy. Matt, Lucas. Matt Lucas. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, he is oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble Watch for that British one. stuff. Yeah, I love British stuff. They're the best. Hey, uh, all yeah. right, sci-fi. These are movies, right? We're doing this trivia for is movies. Yep, and it's not just I'm not sticking to 80s anymore because okay. I've got a very exciting thing to announce at the end, but mm-hmm. this is through all the decades. All right. Right, I- and, and it's multi-choice as well, okay. so listen to all yeah. the answers first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, I think because it's a new year, we'll kick off with you. Nice. If someone in the chat would like to keep score. Cool, and I am hiding the chat Me right too. now. They are Heidi Chatty. Out of my Heidi view. Chatty. Okay. That could be a dated, porn I name. I dated her. I dated her in uh, <laughs> <Mr>. Heidi Chatty. <laughs> Heidi Chatty, yeah. She could wouldn't not, shut up. She just would not shut up. I know, dude. Mother oh, Heidi she Chatty. She just goes on and on and on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. All right. I'm ready. She's yodeling all the time, too, which is really annoying. Super But those pigtails, let me tell you. Oh, Okay. <laughs> oh, and also, I'm the devious brain. You were talking about that earlier because oh. I was just sitting here listening. Mm-hmm. So, turns okay. out I'm the devious brain. Sure. Okay. Um. All right. So, all right. Science fiction movie quiz. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to take part, but the boys aren't looking at the answers. So, mm-hmm. or I hope not. Nope. No, definitely not. Never cheat. Be... Never cheat. Yes. I couldn't couldn't live with myself if I cheated. Right. <laughs> Okay. Just couldn't. All right, so couldn't Scott. sleep at night. <laughs> All right. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> okay. All right, Scott. Uh, number one, what candy does Elliot use to lure E.T. out of the backyard shed? Is it A, Skittles, B, M&M's, C, Reese's Pieces, or D, Ecstasy? Uh, I I will say it the way that I say it and not the way my friends in the South say it. It's Reese's Pieces, <laughs> not Reese's Pieces, which some people say. That's right. It is not Reese's Pieces. But Reese's Pieces. It is correct. Mm. Scott gets a tick. Yes. Oh, we well got a done. Lot All right, Brian. When I was yes. a kid, we ate handfuls yes. of that stuff that when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Loved Reese's Pieces. We so didn't good. even have it in Australia at the time. We didn't really? have an M- oh. We didn't have M&Ms. We didn't have Skittles. We didn't have Reese's Pieces. We had Smarties. Oh, yeah, Smarties, which are basically M&M's. M&M's, um, yeah, yeah. Unless but you're not here. as nice. Like thinner chocolate, yeah. not, not Yeah, as but nice. it's like here, it's like yeah. football and soccer. You guys have, mm-hmm. your, you have your Smarties, but your Smarties are chocolate candy-covered things. Over here, Smarties are hard, horrible, like, candies. They're like are, sweet tarts. Yeah, they're like sweet, sweet tarts. Oh, really? Awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're terrible. I've, ne- I've never bought American chocolate, and I've been the over blue- in America because I don't like that um, cocoa taste of the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. make good chocolate. Hershey. Not known for it. Yeah. We really don't. No. no. When you when you get like uh, you know a, a a good chocolate from overseas, it's just like no. no like just about anywhere. Cadbury. Like freaking mm-hmm. any any European country. Canada even gets better chocolate than we do. Yeah, here. the failed mm-hmm. state of Yugoslavia probably makes better chocolate than we do. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Yes. Brian Stern. Yugoslavia probably has better chocolate. Yeah. 
Yes. Even though that country doesn't exist. Right. That's why I said the failed state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've got they, better chocolate. They had better chocolate. Yeah, I guess yeah. yeah well, they had better chocolate if they existed. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Bri Bri. Yes. All right. Um, with what does Roy Neary, played by Richard Dreyfus, mm-hmm. create his first Devil's Tower sculpture in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Is it A, shaving cream, B, mashed potatoes, D, dirt from his yard, or, oh, sorry, C, dirt from his yard, or D, seaweed and snot? <laughs> All right, holy cow! Yeah, because I was my first thought was going to be mashed potatoes because he's at the dinner table, he's piling them on, and he says this means something. But I'm remembering, and I know the dirt one came later. Like the the mashed potatoes one wasn't big enough, so he went in the backyard, got dirt from his yard and all the neighbors' yards, and created his own. But I'm trying to remember if if there was a if he did something with shaving cream beforehand, and I remember a scene with him doing that with shaving cream. Did that come before the mashed potatoes? Mm. Um, Question Colonel got wrong. Is it? Yeah. Because yeah. we all remember. I bet I bet he said mashed potatoes. I'm going to say shaving cream because I think he did that when he was shaving in the mirror and went yep. and then like started started shaping it up. So I'm hoping I'm remembering correctly. You are remembering correctly because you are absolutely right. Okay, nicely Good. done. Good Goes to Bri Bri. Nice. One to one. Yeah. Well I'm done. I'm glad you gave me multiple choice because I would have gone right to mashed potatoes. You know what? When I was doing the quiz and mm-hmm. I was like looking up all the movies and trying to think of like some of the questions mm-hmm. and I'm like close encounters and I'm like, oh, the, 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 the tower thing with Richard Dreyfus, that'd be good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is a walk so in the park, about and then the, I was like, uh, you "Yeah, I rewatched it. I rewatched it to make sure that, yeah, it was yeah. first when he was shaving, and he started to do it, and then at the dinner table he did the mashed potatoes. Then later he started like throwing all the plants through the window. It's <laughs> right. an awesome movie. It's an yeah, awesome. It's movie. That's right because he builds the he does the mud one in his house. He doesn't do it in the backyard. He, he takes the entire house room. out, and his yeah. wife, played by Terry Gar just leaves with the kids yeah, and right. they're just like, nah, we're over it. And to be honest with you, I do not blame them at all. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing to my house? Movie holds does up. It, so does he hook up with Melinda Dillon, you think? <laughs> I think he does. You know, they're, they're kindred spirits. They hey, would you like to important. get it on before I get on this big spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I want to close. It's not often I want a sequel, but I want a Close Encounters 2 where he comes back because mm-hmm. Richard is still with us. Yeah. I've met him, by the way. He's lovely. Really? Um, wow. He comes back and he's been influenced by his entire time living with the aliens overseas. And he, I don't know whether Melinda's still with us or not, but they line up together and let, let's do that and get let's Steven Spielberg to do it as well so he doesn't piss all over it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go fund me that one. Yeah, all right, right, better get to question yeah. two, yeah. three. <laughs> uh, three. All right, question three, Scott. Um, what is the name of the uh, leader on Mars in Total Recall? Is it Cohen, Copenhagen, Cohagen, or Caroline? Can I get the first three again? Yep. Uh, A, Cohen. B, Copenhagen. C, Cohagen. Or D, Caroline. The answer is Quato. Uh, yeah, Quato. Quaid. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Um, 
I don't think it's Copenhagen, so I'm going to say Cohagen. It's Ronnie Cox, I know that, but who plays mm-hmm. him, but I think it's Cohagen. You got it. You oh. got it. Scott, cool. tick. Yep. Well That's done. Old, old Ronnie Cox out there with his. Uh... Uh, Ronnie, he plays a good, he's good baddie. So, same with in um, Robocop. Yeah. Good oh, baddie. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. He's great. Supposedly he's a lovely man, though. Supposedly, yeah. Well, he was a he was a nice a guy nice. in what? Beverly Hills Cop Two was nice. Uh, he's nice. He's Deliverance. Nice. Oh, Deliverance. He play, he, yeah. People forget he was actually playing the 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 guitar or the banjo <laughs> in <laughs> Deliverance <laughs> along with that kid on the patio. Yep. yep. The kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that kid. <laughs> banjo kid. <laughs> banjo kid. Banjo kid. Okay. All right. Number four, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of Will Smith's character in Men in Black? Is it Agent K, Agent J, Agent R, or Agent Bond? So J and K are the two agents in there. I believe J is uh, is uh, uh, the other guy. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so I, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, thank you. So I believe Will Smith's character is Agent K. Nope, that's oh, Tommy no, that's Got it backwards. Oh. Here's how you remember it. G- yeah. He is James. Wrong, wrong, J. wrong, wrong. So, so it's Agent. So Will Smith is Agent J because his name is James Darrell Edwards. Right, but uh. you, the way you remember it is Jam Master J because of the <laughs> the whole rap background. Because he was the, a rapper. Yeah, yeah, because he was a rapper. What about Cool Mo D? Cool Mo D begins with a K, so oh, that's going to totally throw me off. That is Curtis Blow begins with a K. Shoot, I didn't think of these things. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you think Brian, like I guess Brian, you're going the too far of a deep into it, man. Yeah, Yo, yeah. Jay, pull, pull yourself <laughs> out. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Scott. All right, so that was wrong. Yes, it was. Mm. All right, so Scott, number five. Where do the giant ac- acronids or the bugs live in Starship Troopers? Is it A, in caves on Earth? B, a planet called Clefendu? Cl- C, a desert land named Mahombo, or D, Detroit? Well, I know it's not 1 and D, or A and D. Uh, Uh, I'm going to... This is hard. This is hard. I'm going to say... I hope I'm right. I'll say B. Whatever the C one was, or maybe it's a K. What is it? The C one or the B? Oh, the, the B. The uh, B, B answer B. So which which one? <laughs> answer B. Could Clundo or whatever you called it, or the, what was the second Clando one? Called Clothendu. Yes, thing, you yeah. are correct. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Got the, the, the bigger ticky. My steal, if I had a steal, would have been the one he didn't say that wasn't <laughs> the first or the last one because I knew it wasn't. <laughs> knew it wasn't Detroit. caves on Earth. Yeah, that thing was yeah. definitely not true, and that you know. Yeah. So far, I love the Detroit thing from the Kentucky Fried movie. You know, take him to Detroit, and he's like, "Ah." (laughs) "No, not Detroit." (laughs) All right, Brian. Yes. Um, Number six. Mm -hmm. Complete this quote from Private Hudson in Aliens. Is this going to be a stand-up fight, sir, or a another wild goose chase? B. A total waste of time. C. Another bug hunt. Or D, will we be dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I believe it's C. I know that that phrase is used in Aliens, and I think it's uh, I think it's him that says it. Another bug hunt. Brian gets a tick. Well done. 
Yay! Oh, this is another right. bug hunt. Yeah, this is another bug hunt, like, man. Like any of those first three could have been what he said, though. Like, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be another waste of time. Yeah, he can say, say all that stuff. <laughs> He's the worst. He shouldn't have graduated from freaking Space Marine camp or whatever. He's the worst. <laughs> oh, he comes exactly. good. Brian Hudson, Private Hudson, comes good, and he's yeah. Good in the end, anymore, so in the good. end, he does. He's a heroic. Okay. He's a heroic figure in the end. You're not wrong. But up to that point, <laughs> if I was Napone or whatever his name was, I'd have fired that guy a long time ago. Right. Oh yeah, he's a bit Spit bit of a winger. Chewed up cigar and and, uh, and gotten rid. Of- yeah, I would have said I would have said stow that shit, Hudson, and fired him. Both of them. <laughs> Right, exactly. I, I, I think the trouble with Hudson is he didn't bring his pack of tampons for the mission. <laughs> is that what it is? All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll take that. Next question. God, Australian humor is weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. This has got nothing to do with the, the, the morning skies at all. This is just me. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Number, number seven. All right. So this is Scott. Mm-hmm. All right, what planet does the film begin on in The Empire Strikes Back? Is it A, Alderaan, B, Hoth, C, Tatoon, Tatooine, or D, Uranus? Tatoon. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's on uh, Hoth, the ice planet, frozen planet of Hoth is where it begins. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's an easy he's one. He's a good boy. Man, that's a mind stretcher, that one. Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, ask me something now about, uh, you know, the fifth uh, Beastmaster, but yeah. give him Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> where, where You're right, Brian. Did you lose I'm your bra? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Where are my tampons? Did you lose your bra, little bri bri? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got for me? All right. What is the name of the leader of the Thermians in Galaxy Quest? Is it A, Mathisar, B, Saris, C, Quellic, or D, Bob? Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> I know this one. Can I steal or is that not do. what we're doing? We're not doing steal. If he can't here? get it, you can steal. Okay. Well, you haven't let any steal. Well, I guess the only other steal would have been uh, J and K. Yeah, that was a default. Um, all right. Give me the three. Give me the first three choices again. So it's the leader mm-hmm. of of this. the Thermians in mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest, Mathisar, Saris, or Quellic. Let's say, uh, let's say Mathisar. You are correct. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just that watched that. So. Good that's Pulled a that fun one movie. out of my ass. Yeah, that's a little bit cheaty because I just saw it again with the kids. So. Yeah, you watched the documentary too, right? Yeah, I watched the the documentary documentary. and that, and then... Oh, the making of is good. The only thing I had a problem with the making of Galaxy Quest is they didn't concentrate much on the actual effects because I think the actual baddie and his crew, the makeup in... It was real makeup, like Rob Bottin in in The Thing. Um, They didn't concentrate a lot on that. No, No. I was a bit disappointed with that. I I could have gone for more of that too. They, They were more focused on, like, why is this a cultural touchstone of a film and all that but right. yeah had they gone yeah, a little deeper it was, a good doco. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was still a really good doco and a highly enjoyable film so yeah. if you haven't seen Galaxy Quest check it out especially if you like Star Trek or anything like that yeah. alright love that uh, so it was Brian so Scott uh, complete this opening line from James Cameron's The Abyss when you look long into the abyss A you'll see a path of destruction mm-hmm. B the unknown, the unknown will be revealed. 
the abyss also looks into you, or D, you'll see sea aliens. We just saw this. We did. But it's such not, a good movie. It's not mm-hmm. ringing a frickin' well, I think we bell. also just saw Galaxy Quest for Film Sack, too. <laughs> did we do? We didn't do Galaxy Quest. I thought Quest, we did we? that for Film Sack. You boys we? getting dementia. <laughs> I don't think anyway. we did. Quick Sack? I'll look it up. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, That's a good idea. Distract yourself from this question. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. All right. So think about it. All right. I, I think the abyss looks when back you at look you. look into the abyss. It looks back at you. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's got to mm-hmm. be. That is correct. Oh, yeah. it's a total guess, dude. I it's don't based, remember it all. I think it's based what? even on an older phrase than the abyss, too. It is. Yeah. It is. It was taken from an older text. So yeah, we've never yeah. done well the Galaxy done. Quest. Hey. We did. We did Galaxy of Terror. It's the closest. We didn't do we Galaxy have. Quest. Why no. did I watch it recently? Was it just you, because it was streaming? I think, I think it was because of that, and you wanted to watch that doc that Nicole recommended. That's. I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we do this all the time. Where did you guys watch? Where did you watch Galaxy Quest? Uh, it was streaming somewhere. And I thought we watched it for Film Sack. But oh no, no, no! Uh, you know what it was? Prime has the documentary. Hulu has the movie. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Ah, right. Which is okay. dumb. They should have it in the same two places or same same place. Yeah, of course they should. Yeah, it's dumb. Anyway, yeah. Brian's yeah. turn. They should. You know what they should do? They should all these movies with awesome makings of like if they're showing The Abyss. Mm-hmm. They they should show the make him the abyss directly after it. Oh, I see. Yeah. So and all they also should people. give you the abyss in high quality uh, 1080p at the very least. Oh yeah, the prime it still hasn't it, been released on Blu-ray. Yeah, but the I but know, the streaming know, version is four three. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It's got to yeah. be it's got to be a James Cameron situation of like no, I, I want to release that one. I can. Uh, you know, remaster it and fix a couple things and blah blah blah. Because you know, I'm having dinner with my eighth wife. So I can't talk about fifteen sequels to the you know that three D <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that thing. You got like yeah. five of those coming. So get rid of one. Yep, it's filming them all at once. All right, next up. Yep. Okay, so that was Scott. So Brian. Yes. Okay. What is the Tyrell Corporation's motto in 1982 Blade Runner? Is it A Replicants are our business. B, more human than human. Stop making noises. That's, uh, sorry, I'm, Don't I just make got me come some over white there. zombie. Just got some white zombie in my head all of a sudden. But keep going, please. Keep going. Yeah. Oh well, Brian's fine. More just human sing the white human. zombie yeah. if you feel like it. We've yeah. got time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sing the that, white... Brian? Sure. It's more human than human. human. More human than human. I just listened that, that to that would be yesterday. My for this one. Just yesterday, Brian, what's going on? I listened to him all day yesterday. Like the greatest hits of White Zombie and of Rob Zombie. Uh-huh. Yesterday, I was listening and, to that and song. Now, and now we're talking about White Zombie. And now we're talking show. about Crazy. White Zombie. I'm just saying, what well, something's up lately <laughs> with this show. People Sorry, are dying. Gidget, please, please right. continue. <laughs> what, are the, what are the other choices? Hey, it's it's only four oh one a.m. here in Australia. It's fine. I'm still going to take all this makeup off and put Aww. my jammies on. No, it's fine. Just do your white zombie thing. <laughs> well, they have the song that does. I did this because I was bored. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Gidget. I love you guys too. Okay, all right. Let's go back to this. So, um, it is Brian. All right, so I'll ask it again. Okay, go ahead. Because the boys in class are not paying attention. Mm. Stop misbehaving. All right, what is the Tyrell Corporation's motto in 1982 Blade Runner? Is it A, 
replicants are our business, B, more human than human, C, the humanoid specialists, or D, we'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's uh, more human than human. That is correct. It's uh, nicely done. Tortoises on their back. Why aren't you, why aren't you helping it, Leon? Yeah. Why yeah. aren't you helping it? Oh, I want to watch yeah. these movies again. Okay. Uh, have, where, okay. Uh, how many we got left? All right, we got Scott? like uh, 10. All right, 11. Yeah. Uh, where does Corbin Dallas get the four engraved stones in the fifth element? Uh-huh. A, Zorg's suitcase. Yeah. B, Cornelius gives it to him. C, Pavelagania's dead body. Or D, Walmart. Uh, it's her dead body, but didn't she... Oh yeah, she was fully deceased when he withdrew them. But yeah, they were in the singer mm-hmm. of the diva's body. Correct. He diva's scrapes body. it yeah. from the singer's body. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He had to go. Okay, through her Brian body. had to go through her butthole. I don't know if anyone noticed that. <laughs> that was the, that was the quickest way to the stones. Go through her butthole. That's right. Yeah. It's the seventh. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Oh, I made that. Stop up. it. You're right. You. I made it up. You're right. No, you're just being naughty. Okay, number 12. Brian, uh, what is Louise Banks, played by Amy Adams' job in the 2016 film Arrival? Is she A, a foreign language teacher, B, a linguist, C, a speech therapist, or D, a life coach? She Wow, we're going newer on this one. Um, Mm. She is a linguist, if I remember correctly. That is correct. Because she she says all of... These uh, aliens only speak in uh, coffee rings left on a table. This yeah. is how they communicate is yeah. with uh, coffee stands. She knows how did to speak Did you boys like that stand. movie? Yeah, I'd I love did. that movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I liked me? it too. I think it's going to be one of those movies that a lot of people watched initially and really enjoyed, and then Forgot so many missed it, but it's going to become a cult movie, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, look, because look, I, I think it's quite brilliant. Name a bad uh, Denise Villeneuve movie. You can't do it. He doesn't make bad movies. So and unless no. Dune, unless Dune is a complete flop, it, it, he will hold that record and continue forward forever. He's amazing. is that ex Machina guy? No, it's uh, you're thinking of Alex Garland, different dude. Oh, Alex Garland was ex Machina. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is um, four oh four a.m. here in Australia right now. <laughs> How many more you got? Well, we usually do fifteen because you cut me down from like twenty five. So. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine why. I can't imagine why I did that because we're at 10.04 and, and we're only at... I know, but we like chatting. Yeah, yeah we do. We Chatting's like fun. Yeah. How can you do okay. an odd number and still have an even game? Well, that's a good point. How Brian, do do don't question me. Right, Just okay, behave okay. yourself. All right, All right yeah. Scott. Yeah. Number 13. What is the name of the combat spacecraft Alex Rogan is meant to pilot in the film The Last Starfighter? Oh, yeah. Is it A, a gun star, B, starcraft, C, the Kodan Armada, or D, the Millennium Falcon? It's a Gunstar, number one, A. Yes! Uh, I love that movie. I'm a I huge fan. I am so glad oh, I, I love didn't it get too. that one. It's one of my favorite I grew up with that movie. Up. I grew yeah. up with it. It was just an awesome movie. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Yes. All right, number 14. What's uh, So that was normally, so I've got two extra questions, okay, because okay. you guys are pretty close. Number 14, what city in South Africa does the alien spaceship appear over in the 2009 film District 9? Is it A, Cape Town, B, Durban, C, Johannesburg, or D, Funky Town? <laughs> I wish Please it was D. Funky Town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
you know, Lip Sync wants me to wants me to pick D, but I'm not going to do it. I. <laughs> How do you know uh, Lip Sync wants you to pick that if you've blocked out the chat? <laughs> Lip Sync is the band that did Funky Town. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's nobody in the chat named Lip Sync. Oh, I thought it busted you. <laughs> nope. I got really excited then. I'm like, excellent, I've busted. All right, no, like I could uh, I could say pseudo echo because they did the cover in the '80s, but I'm going to say Lip Sync. Okay. Uh, was it one of the big ones? Was it Cape Town or J- uh, Johannesburg? Or was it a smaller one like Durban? I don't think it was Durban. I think it was Cape Town. I'm going to say Cape Town. You want a sweetie? Sweetie? You want Scott? a sweetie? What? Oh, sorry. I was doing the, what's his name with a sweetie? You like hey, sweetie? You, yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's you, a steal. Time for a steal. All right. So yeah. that was wrong. All right. So Scott, uh, District it, 9, what, what South African town? Cape Town, Durban, Johannesburg, or Funky Town? So Brian said Cape Town. Yeah. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you what I said. And then I'll say Johannesburg. You are correct. Okay. Yeah. And it was one of the two biggies. Yeah. I couldn't remember exactly yeah. either. That's why I had to reiterate here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, that's you were distracting I, yourself. I you were was. just off there just having fun. That's because that guy's like, walking around with a little alien kid going, Sweetie, you like Sweetie? Can have Sweetie, Sweetie? <laughs> Do you remember that? I love District 9 as well. Yeah, that movie's great, and I'm pissed that there was the District 10 sequel never happened. I'm irritated. I, I am too, because I, I still think that that's some of the best CGI of a movie of late that actually stands it. up really well. Like the, if, the, 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 the uh, what do I call them? The... Um, uh, oh, uh, the cave Trolls. If Chappie, uh, if Chappie would have been better... I think we'd have a better chance of a District 10, but Chappie did not do so well. Chappie no. relied too much on those no, weird Swedish freaking techno yeah, people. Yeah, D, uh, D, Deflator Mouse. What was their name? D, D, Dirty, D. Uh, never take a bath ever again.com. <laughs> Whatever their name Whatever was. Whatever their name is, yeah. yeah. D. Dirkerdorf. Whatever it is. Yeah, it's a D. Dirkerdorf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sure. There's like a dozen people in the chat yelling at us right now, and that's how you know no the chat's not up. Because yeah, we would know by now what the answer is. Dice right. Tomato thought that the District 9 was meh. That's because Dice Tomato that's, thinks everything that's Dice is meh. That's Dice Tomato. You're just a rebel. rubber stamp on his desk, and it says meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it says hem because he got it back upside down, but usually meh. Rollins, thank you. Um, who was that? Um I can't even pronounce that. Honestly, pick a, just pick a name. Don't do weird stuff. Aves Pon, Ponovodson uh-huh. said prawns. That's what they were called, the prawns. prawns so the thank prawns, you very much. Right. Oh, the, ba- yeah. the, the, the alien. Thank guy. you very much. All right, so Scott won that. Yeah. All right, Brian, you get the last question, but. No, that was uh, Scott stole that one. So Scott gets the last question. Oh, yeah, Scott. Yeah, true. Oh, so if you if All I get right. this wrong and you steal it. Oh, no, I win either way. No, you win either way, yeah. Okay. And why is he either way. Because he started, so he shouldn't get the last question. Well, it's that should have been the last question. It's because I stole, right? Is that why? You no, because there should be an even number of questions. Over it. Oh, just, I don't, I don't just, know how this works. That's all right. Give him, the, give him the, the question. Just ask the fucking question. Leave, you heard that? leave, that leave right the cannolis. Or take <laughs> the cannolis. Okay, all right, 15. Who is the first man out of the Americans in the thing that starts assimilating... With John Carpenter's 1982 The Thing, is it Palmer, Bennings, Clark, or Anina Morricone? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know this. 
Uh, can I get the first three again? I don't think that last one's it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's the composer of the awesome score who got a Raspberry nomination when it was released. Yeah. By the way. That's a bummer. Yeah. He's also the guy who did the good, the, the bad, the ugly. The raspberry and... people suck as much as the Oscars. <laughs> they do, yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. So, this was a complicated one. I had to rewatch the movie. So, who first assimilated with the thing? Was it Palmer, Bennings, or Clark? I'll just say. I'll say Palmer. I just don't remember. Correct? Well, it's hard to remember what their, the characters for their names, I right. think, and I've seen exactly. it a million times, and I've got a crappy memory, so I find it really hard to remember the names for the characters. Um, no, it goes to Brian. Okay. The two left are Bennings and Clark. Bennings mm-hmm. and Clark. Let's say Bennings. Correct. <laughs> Brian just steals like it at the end. <laughs> It was really like a point that, flip. So wait, who? Which actor was that? Was that that wasn't Wilford Brimley? Was no. it Brimley? Wilford Brimley, Brimley lasted a long time. I don't think it was Brimley. It was uh, uh, it's Brimley? Oh yeah, Wilford yeah, Brimley, yeah, yeah, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Brimley? Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. Anyway, was it Brimley? Hey. Was it was it uh, Brimley that uh, died first? No, uh, Benning's uh, was played by Peter Maloney. Okay, all right. He's the first Old one officially for all the real thing. The thing, John Carpenter thing, people that I watched mm-hmm. on, like I researched it because I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure. So, all the people that have like really studied this film, that's their Bennings was the first to get assimilated with the thing. I want to gotcha. watch the thing again, is what this has taught me. Yeah, that oh, was it's really brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, I love that movie. I don't know if I ever saw the uh, remake, the recent, like the remake from a couple I of years. I didn't back. hate it, it was okay. The pre- uh, not was a prequel. Okay? It's um, a no. It is a prequel. It's a prequel. It is a prequel. Oh, it is a prequel. And you, That's right. It's the Swedish yeah, yeah. team that goes there first. Yes, that, yes. Uh, Which I didn't hate. Argentina. I didn't hate it. It was okay. It was mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it cut- was okay. I agree with you, Scott. It was okay. But the trouble was, when they were making the movie, they'd already done the actual in-camera effects yeah. for the creatures, right. and then the pen pushers. And the assholes that run studios went, nah, let's just CGI the whole thing. And yeah. yet they've already filmed, they've already created these things, which, as we know, stand up so much better. Mm. Um, and they eliminated that. But actually, I didn't mind it. I just would have got rid of, personally, I would have got rid of the American actors mm-hmm. and I would have made it completely Nordic with subtitles. That's how I would have done it. Oh, Nordic. I thought you said naughty. Oh, it naughty. Na- naughty with subtitles. So oh, nudity. of course you'd think that, Brian. <laughs> I do. With yeah, subtitles, like Swedish subtitles Clearly. of, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> give me that thing. Yeah, give me that oh, thing you know yeah, so well. Do that the thing. thing. Do that, that thing. That thing is so huge. <laughs> All right, so who won? Come on. I won. I won. I won. Scott did. Look at me. Winner, winner, Handling. chicken dinner. I won, everybody. I don't win often, so I'm, I'm going to take this one. Uh, All right, so for 2021, Scott is one and zero. Here we go. Okay, one and zero. I will keep that as a record. Yeah, and the down. next quiz will be the end of February, and I'll think of something particularly wicked that will really stop you guys like, Female romantic comedies. The Love Boat. Yeah, songs on The Love Boat for Brian Ibbett. Now, you you hinted at the top of this that you had some amazing announcement to make. What what uh, what was that? Oh, you're interested? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, first of all, the retro cinema that I co-host with Angry Man, we've just released a two-parter of The Princess Bride. So go and check that out at The Retro Cinema. And... 
I this year I am breaking away and I am doing my own Gidget's Fabflix podcast, which covers all movies of all decades and genres. And my first podcast, I will it'll just be me with guests. And my first guest is Ian Nathan, who we did for America's Next Top Podcaster Challenge in season mm. one. Um, and he's coming on for Heat and LA Confidential. Mm. And I've possibly got this other guy called um, uh, Brian <laughs> e- Eb- Ebert. Eb- that last uh, name Ebert? is such a tough Ebert. one to pronounce. Yeah. Yeah. Ebert. Ebert. Yeah, that, that guy. He it, said that he'll be a guest on as well. So I've just got to get his top 20 movies and yeah. we're on the that's, way. So that's, that's a, launching in March. Yeah. That's a tough ask, by the way, my top 20 movies. That's going to be a fun list put together, but it's going to be agonizing. Yeah. That's well, hard I've, to had, do. I've had a couple a of people send 40, their top 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had a few send their top 40 and I've had one guy send his top 60. Nice. So wow. I've got a okay. lot of guests. So, um, you know, I'm very excited about that. So, but thank you guys because you've helped a lot. And I've also got to record the ending for America's Next Top Podcaster. I'll be doing that tomorrow right. to send mm. to Hammond. Nice. Well, may Hammond uh, smile your direction. We'll see you then. Thank you. <laughs> see you, Gidget. All right. We are oh, way over time. So we're going to take yeah, a break and uh, yep. play a song. When we come back, my sister will be here for what will probably be a more than usual brief version of Therapy Thursday. Uh, so stick around <laughs> for that. But before that, a music song selection from Brian Ibbett. Yep. Uh, brand new album coming out February 19th from Valley Maker. Uh, this is great stuff. Got a little Coldplay uh, Fleet Foxes kind of feel to it. This uh, The brand new album is called When the Day Leaves. Here's the, here's the single, the first single from it, Instrument. It's not you, it's me. It's not, it's <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the break. Calls, making a claim into the distance 
you guys noticed, but those holidays that were a few months back now, done, over. We've all set health goals, but they're hard to stick to them, man. I'm telling you, take it from me. New Year's resolutions of the past. We're looking at you. When it comes to eating better and consuming less sugar, let's be honest, most most healthy snacks just don't taste very good. They don't fill you up. They certainly don't satisfy your cravings. So, this episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary snacks, but with one gram of sugar or less. Oh, man. Seems like too much to be true, right? Well, I've eaten them, and I can tell you, they're really good. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars contain less than one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and are only 150 calories total. They're great for anyone who's trying to follow the keto lifestyle and perfect snack for anyone who's just trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing the taste you're used to. I love these things. Let me tell you about my favorite. I got it right here. Oh, there it is. Look at this thing. This is the Monk Pack Keto Granola Bar, uh, maple pecan. Now, that's just the granola kind. I've eaten all the seed ones. <laughs> Because those are probably my actual favorite. I love, there's something about the texture that I love about sesame seeds and, and other ingredients like that. And they've been fantastic. The keto nut and seed bars have helped me feel better in the middle of the day when I'm starving and I don't I feel like getting a bag of chips or something. No, I'll eat one of these instead. Monk Pack Keto and Nut Bars have the perfect balance of sweet and salty and crunch from whole nuts and seeds that still manage to be soft and chewy. They come in delicious flavors like sea salt, dark chocolate, pecan almond. And my favorite of those is the peanut butter dark chocolate. Mmm. That one's definitely my favorite. Anyway, they're perfect for a quick snack. Satisfy your sweet tooth without all that guilt. Enjoy Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars as a quick breakfast while running errands or after a workout. In addition to being keto friendly, the bars are also gluten-free, plant-based, and non-GMO with no soy, trans fat, sugar alcohols, or artificial colors. You gotta stay away from those sugar alcohols. They're bad. Anyway, they taste incredible, and you can't beat the low sugar nutrition or taste they provide. And by shopping online, you can avoid another trip to that grocery store by getting Monk Pack delivered straight to your door. Try it for yourself and see. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering the code TMS at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% satisfaction guarantee. So, if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, monkpack.com, and select any product and then enter the code TMS at checkout and save yourself 20% off that purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for helping us on the show. And the winner is... The Talking Dead podcast. Uh, no. This is f***ing Moscow. <laughs> the Morning Stream. The show where today is tomorrow yesterday and yesterday is tomorrow today. Tomorrow. All right, we're back, everybody. That's a great moment. That's, That's a, a really good one, yeah. I'll never forget. Let me play it again just for fun. And the winner is the Talking Dead podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Moonlight. Sorry, it's Moonlight. Oh, uh, uh, man. 
If you Lala thought the podcast, are they, are, they do, are they doing that this year? What's the deal with the? Podcast? I'm on their site right now. It's uh, registration for the 2021 opens February 1st. Okay. All right. Beat the rush and uh, yeah, get in there because they don't let you in if you've already done it. So good luck and that's right. Hello. Have, oh, hi, Wendy. Hello. Hey, we're like 15 minutes later. Than we usually are with you. How are you? Yeah. It actually yeah. worked out really great for me, so thanks. Oh, it oh, did? Good. Okay. Good. Blame Once Australia. Re- yeah. <laughs> I yeah, Australia. we had an Australian guest, and she goes long. So, uh, you know, it's fine. We like it. But now we play this. Everyone knows so here's Wendy, everybody, who normally I just, you know, reserve my conversations for uh, Thursdays. But lately we've had to communicate a lot more because, you know, we got the mom stuff going on. And uh, today I'm going over there, and I'm sneaking Chick-fil-A in there for her because she hates the food. Oh yeah, for my mom. So she's uh, she's recovering nicely. She's in rehab. Uh, she did not say no, 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 and uh, <laughs> she's uh, getting her done there. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go visit and hang out a little bit. Uh, apparently, she can only do this for about a half an hour at a time, or else she gets really sleepy. And so uh, my sign will be when she starts to close her eyes, I'll just walk out of there. So uh, <laughs> see ya. Yeah, it'll be Take great. Aww, remaining waffle fries and go. I know we are. It's kind of sucks because obviously if Wendy was. Uh, here or it was convenient you'd be over there all the time but uh but nope i guess oknan went over there yesterday my korean sister-in-law oknan and uh hung out and uh, mom just like completely fell asleep on, on her while she was over there so oh, wow. <clears throat> so you know whatever it is what it is but uh we're gonna go today sneak some nuggets and uh get some nugs in there and hopefully not get nuggets caught. they're gonna do they're That's gonna fun. check my temperature hopefully they don't check kim's purse temperature or however i'm carrying this in i guess i'm going by myself <laughs> We'll see They're like, you seem warm and you smell yeah. like my childhood. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what smells sm- like waffle fries yeah. and uh, peach, peach uh, shake? Oh, that sounds <laughs> so good. I can't eat those anymore. Anyway, uh, hey, it's my sister, Wendy. She comes on the show as a professional therapist person type person who is actually one of those and does this all the time for her real life, but um, comes on Thursdays and helps us with little problems here and there. You got an email this time that we're going to read. And, uh, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it's perfect for what we're going to talk about and also perfect for a year like 2021 with all of its weirdness. Uh, okay. Let's dive right in. This is from Anonymous who says, with the new year starting, nearly everyone in my life is talking about trying a new diet or fitness regime. Every friend, uh, sorry, even friends that are even normally fit are trying to recover after almost a year of quarantine and lockdown. I feel the same way. I have uh, done a lot of a lot more eating and a lot less exercising since last March. Boy, howdy, can I relate to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't um, know what that's like at all. Yeah, I'm sure none of us do. Um, mostly, I've been doing whatever it takes to just get through this. However, thinking about dieting makes me very depressed. Over the last 20 years or so, I have tried so many diets and lifestyle programs. To name a few, I've done Weight Watchers, Old and New, uh, Whole30, Lose It, Diet Bet, Low Carb, No Processed Foods, even Richard Simmons Food Mover. Which sounds like fiber. <laughs> sounds like a, a video game on Steam. Yeah, food mover. <laughs> Richard Simmons food mover. <laughs> Finally, he's making he's making his big comeback in video games. Oh anyway. no! All the food went into the furnace hole. You better move the food. <laughs> the food. Anyway, I've joined communities where people motivate and hold each other accountable. That's the Lose It group is pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time uh, has been the same. I get into the program with a lot of energy, and then I see it start to work, and then I get excited, uh, and I do lose weight, but. I've never been able to stick to any of them longer than about six months. I slide back into old eating habits, and before I know it, I've gained back all the weight and stopped even trying. I just don't have the discipline to stick with any of the plans that I've tried before, but now I'm thinking about it constantly 
because all around me on Facebook, at work, on the podcast I listen to, etc., everyone is doing something to try to control their weight or be healthier. Is it even worth trying again? Uh, is there any plan that won't fail at? Uh, do I just uh, let's see? Is there any plan that I won't fail at? Do I just need to keep trying until I find the right one? Is there something wrong with me that I need to fix before trying again? Sincerely anonymous. Uh, oh man, I know this feeling. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know what I would work for me. Like I know it mm-hmm. because I've done yeah. it before. It's just. So back up. Yeah. You know, it would work for you. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if it had worked, you wouldn't have to talk about it. Well, I know what works for if I, if I Hold do on, it, right. I know what works. Okay, be clear. You yeah. know what works temporarily. Yes. Say that. Yes. I know what works temporary. No, let me put it this way. <laughs> if I had the willpower greater than the flea, the 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 mm. micro flea i would i could mm. still be doing this how about that yeah. cuz i know yeah, exactly. it works and in 2015 i the, lost like 30 pounds and i was on the treadmill every day and i ate less it was as simple as that i just was on yeah. the tr- i was 30 minutes of hard r- r- walking some jogging and ate less that mm-hmm. was it that was it that's all i yeah. had to do so why can't yeah. i do it now i don't know i guess we're going to talk about that it's, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us can relate to this. And uh, somebody even said, Brian, did you write this email? I was like, no, I could have. The only difference is that I'm still on Weight Watchers. I haven't left it. Mm-hmm. But uh, So real yeah. quick, so both of yeah. you, this you relate to this. You talk in particular ways. Everyone you know also talks this way for the most part, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is, Scott, word for word what you just said, which is, I know what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. if I could only. And and this emailer boiled it down to something a, a little more sinister. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word, but which is, is something wrong with me? Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you just said it in a different word, which is, you know, uh, if I had more will willpower than a flea. So mm-hmm. that means something's wrong with you. Yeah. You don't have enough willpower, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what if I'm going to blow your minds here, guys? Ready? Okay. What, what if literally everyone is wrong? <laughs> and I don't <laughs> mean that, wrong with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. what I mean is wrong about the core premise. Right? You sound like me yesterday when I was saying, "What if money isn't even real?" After that GameSpot <laughs> stuff. I know, and that's where I'm hesitant to say any of this because that's how it feels. Because I. I usually can't stand anything like that. Well, like, you know, it's just conspiratorial or it's mm, like, sure. I know something doctors don't want you to know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's nothing like that. It's right. that having an, and someone from a, another country listening, please back me up on this. If you are an American, you are living in a system that is meant to make you fat. Mm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like just, so, for example, I, I mean, you, you may know this about a lot of countries in Africa, why they are eons ahead of us in, in time using cell phones. It's because of the infrastructure that didn't sort of couldn't handle power lines and the phone systems there. Right. So. Right. So they didn't have all that copper in the ground already and they didn't have above ground. Yeah. Why are you like all the stuff? So suddenly have, they didn't have. Yeah. They're using a different alternative uh, or, or a technology, which in the end we all ended up using in the end. Right. Right. Um, but that's because the infrastructure wasn't there in the first place, like it is here. And another thing that's here, which this is related, which is roads. I mean, we are a car centric country. Oh yeah. And so our moving around is, you know, like when you go to the grocery store, Scott, do you try to find the furthest parking spot? 
Is that natural to you? To <laughs> well, just, now it is. How far just, can you walk? Now we do the whole, like, right. we're outside, come put it in our trunk deal. Um, but. Uh, but you're right. So you no. move even less. Yeah. So even less. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing with the with the with the pandemic here is we were already kind of weird with that stuff, and now we're like bring the groceries even to my more. car for an extra two dollars yeah. or whatever we're doing. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so so what I'm getting at is like when when the individual who does all the things they think they're supposed to do and have tried things that they've felt successful in, and and again I I mean obviously I'm. I'm I'm all about real steps. And so this is going to sound like an advertisement for it, but it really is my philosophy. And, and that is, there is no design. If you live in an American city or especially outside of an American city, you know, cause sometimes in, inside a city, you have more chances to move. Yeah. Uh, you have to for transportation reasons. Um, but it, there's no city designed for your well-being unless there's some little cool enclave someone's designed and built that does that. I mean, I even think, Scott, your neighborhood, in theory, mm-hmm. was supposed to create more of this, right? It's supposed to, yeah, because they've got, but you know. How many cars? Can I even park in front of your house? See, no. See, that's the problem. Right? They're so, they, they were trying to discourage that, that, what you were describing, because of the way they designed the roads. There's like, you know, lots of cutting, cut out, cutting, cut out of the same road. It's supposed to also apparently make it so people are more mindful when they're driving and they're not like swerving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but instead, what we have is people who have two car garages, but fill their garage with other crap. And now their two cars are out in the front and two of them are in front of my house right now because the guy has no other place to put his cars like that kind of right. stuff is stupid. Stupid. I hate it. Right. Because the whole, you can't just design a community that then is surrounded by a car centric world. Right? Like it's hard to, you, you'd have to really just find all the hippies and put them in there and, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the point is like, so when we look at ourselves as this, the source of the problem and we don't look at the system in which we are in, we're going to miss so much of what it's really about. But this is how it translates. If, I can't do it. And it seems like everyone on Instagram can do it. Then I must be broken. Um, And so if we ask anybody, and I don't want to discourage your Weight Watcher journey here, Brian, so I apologize. (laughs) No, it's Um, all right. if, If you ask, so Brian, are you finding success with it right now? I do. If I follow it 100%, like when I was following it, uh, losing weight hand over fist, you know, and even when I wasn't exercising, then I added exercising and I thought, well, that gives me carte blanche to maybe have a little uh, piece of cheese on my toast or, or, you know, do this or do that. And uh, so I know, I absolutely know that Weight Watchers isn't the problem. The problem is definitely me. Okay. Yeah. So Weight Watchers, don't, don't, no one quote me, is the problem. <laughs> what? Damn okay. All, <laughs> all of the solutions are the problem in the sense that. The number one, you look at, you know, the studies that's, that are the overview of all the studies that are ever done, right? You know, the mm-hmm. um, epistemological studies. They show that the number one correlation for weight gain is having dieted, <laughs> which is like awful, right? So the thing we're told is the solution is actually the thing that really ensures that you'll gain weight back or you'll gain more weight. So that's very common, right? I mean, you've both experienced mm-hmm. this. You yeah. lose weight, then you, when you gain it back, do you gain more? Um, no. I don't gain I more. I point, under, yeah. yeah, I've gained some of it back, but not, not. I uh, wasn't where I was at 
two Novembers ago. Yeah, I did the same. Like I made some fundamental changes like sugars out of my diet. I eat less carbs. And so I lost some weight and stayed there. Mm-hmm. But I know I could. I know I could lose more. I just know. I yeah. Could. Yeah. Like, I just know it. All right. So so here's where what I'm getting at. The, the, the focus of all of this right now is we are taking one measurement of health, which is how much you weigh when you get on a scale and deciding that that means you're good or bad, healthy or not. And it's not. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can't be. Right. You guys. Yeah. Uh, I it, mean, it's the metric that you use for losing weight, but it's not the metrics for, for all life success for sure. Right. Yeah. Do you guys know any skinny fat people? Do you know what that is? Uh, is that like, um, um, Christian Bale? Popeye? When he, <laughs> it's like Christian Bale <laughs> when he lost all that money or money, all that weight, for the machinist and then turned around and gained a bunch of weight for Batman and then lost a ton for something else and then gained 80 pounds to play, to play Cheney, like that kind of thing. Or do you mean like, <laughs> no, that okay, sounds like that. torture. It like, does sound like torture. Uh, Josh Gad. Is that a skinny fat or uh, no, Wayne, Wayne no, no, Knight no. from Seinfeld? <laughs> okay. So when you, when you measure your body fat percentage, right. So yeah. you, they drop you in one of those water tubs or there's other ways to do it that aren't quite as efficient as that, but you know, um, you can find someone who looks perfectly uh, acceptable as the skinny human that everyone thinks they're supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll have more body fat than somebody next to them that doesn't look like the super skinny model type. Um, and someone might even consider overweight. So weight and BMI, which are some, they're metrics. It's not to say they're not metrics. They're just not accurate to describe someone's well-being or health, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I, my point is this, is like I'm, I'm picking like little nuances of, of the weight loss world and trying to point out that they are, they're a piece of it. But what does each of these piece, pieces do to your brain? So I'm going to put you on the spot for a second, Scott. Okay. How good do you feel about your body? Oh. Just give me a 10 being like, I feel great. And I don't have to waste much time thinking about it because it feels great and I'm happy with it. Zero being, I feel awful and I think about how crappy it is or I feel a lot. You know, kind of not only how you feel about it, but like how much of your time goes into thinking about it. I I have a perfect, I have an answer for this. I really believe in this number. I think I'm at a five. That's that's where I feel. I feel right dead center in the middle because there's days where I'm like, I feel pretty good for a, you know, for a guy. Who, and usually when I'm not feeling good about it, it's usually purely, well, it's, I guess that's always mental, right? Because your brain is the thing that determines how you feel about anything. Right. But um, it's, it's kind of dumb to say, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like it's like, it's not like I'm surprising myself. I look myself in the mirror and go, oh, man, what a manly man this man is. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that ever. Um, so I think somewhere in the middle there, like a five bonk. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, I won't ask you because you're yeah. not my brother. But um, <laughs> but I want both of you to answer this. When was the first time, age-wise, that you thought about your weight or your physique or some like that it wasn't good enough, it didn't match the norm, like you became critical of it or aware that you were critical of it? Do you guys know how old you were then? Because that <laughs> always precedes dieting. Yeah. It was 1998 or 1999. We went to Houston and uh, 
we drove down to Houston with Tristan and went to Stewart's beach and um, we're out there playing. Tristan's getting seashells. I brought out the camcorder at that point. Cause it was before I had a, a phone that could take video. And, uh, and then I looked back and saw a video of me in my swim trunks. I'm thinking, Holy crap. What, uh, what happened to me? Mm. But see here, <laughs> I, think, I think I know where Wendy's getting at with this. It just occurred to me. Okay, so just yesterday I saw a photo of me and our brother Matt just making faces and being dorks. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day I took that photo and put it up on Twitter and Facebook. I remember saying, ugh, look at me. I look old and fat. Like, oh, well, I'll just put this photo up. I remember that distinct mm-hmm. emotion that day. I looked at that photo yesterday just going through some old photos. I look great. Like, I looked, <laughs> I looked great. I looked 30 pounds lighter. I had, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I just looked better. I looked better. I looked younger. I don't know what I was thinking back then. But now that I think about it, it has always been like this. When I was young, when I was uh, a, a kid, I was too skinny and I couldn't stay. I, if we played shirts and skins in basketball, I had to be shirts or I was gone. I couldn't take my shirt off because I knew I looked like a spaghetti monster underneath. Like that way. But now I look at photos like the dad took when we were all kids. I looked fine. I look like a normal freaking 11, 12 year old. Not a problem. And my entire life I've done this. So like, you know, I, I, when I, in, I remember in 2015 thinking I looked bad. I look at photos of me from 2015. That's maybe the best I've ever looked. So what the frick is wrong with our brains? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, and the reason I asked, so Brian wasn't until 1998 that he was even aware of his body. So good job, Brian. Um, <laughs> but, but it's a healthier, that's a healthy response in the sense of that's not been the center of your life. It's not taken up all your brain power, I assume. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then as you age and you do feel different in your body, your body does change because there is a developmental cycle. You don't, you're not born and then old and nothing changes in between, right? There's, there's stuff. And so you start to be more aware. So that's on the pretty, you know, pretty normal range now. So then what do you do? You do the thing that everyone around you has you do, which is you diet or you exercise more or you do whatever. Right. But no one ever stops and goes, you know, Brian, I think we, we should spend some time like working on some grieving the loss of sort of your younger years and, and thinking about, right now and your needs, your emotional state. Like that's not what anyone's talking about. They're like, all right, try this diet. It's amazing. All you eat is leeks and raisins and you're going to love it. Right. So, so I mean, obviously Weight Watchers is a much more healthy version of, of a diet plan, but that idea of like, it's never about the actual brain, Scott, like you're talking about the, your emotional life or your brain. So you, Scott, were too skinny, too skinny. So mm-hmm. that you were what we would call skinny fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe now you, I don't know, but maybe you weren't super healthy while you were super skinny. And that's the problem is it's not about health. It's about how I'm perceived, how I feel in my own skin, how the world looks at me, et cetera. That makes this hyper focus on weight, size, et cetera and not on the brain. Mm. Mm. Well, it's because, I mean, who modeled anything to you? Right. Your parents? What was the dieting, you know, fen-fen in the 1980s? (laughs) It's not been good for a while, right? Yeah, right. So, so, So very few really healthy models in our own lives maybe, or and definitely not advertising to us. I mean, it's dieting is a $2 billion industry, right? Mm -hmm. So, we are fed over and over what we should think about 
how to be healthy, then when we do it, maybe we're successful for a little while, then we can't. So now we think we suck and we don't have willpower and ever shall that cycle spin, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So Scott, let's take you. Take me. When, yeah. when did you think you were fat? When did that become, I'm too skinny to I'm too fat? Um, at about 26 and forward, I have always felt like the tables had turned. Um, okay. There was a moment where I went from, I am way too skinny and I hate that I'm this skinny and I can't gain weight. And that was the modus operandi for most of my life up until about 25, 26 when I got what I, at the time seemed like the enormous, but what I just got a little bit of like dad fat, no big deal. Like it wasn't, I look back now, it's so stupid, but at the time it seemed like a big deal. And since then and forward, I've always felt like, ugh, I'm this weird combo of like tall and fat. And then that's never really quite left. Like even at my skinniest, I would still be like, does this shirt, do I look like I got a little paunch here? Like, oh my gosh, look at this. And then, mm -hmm. and again, in retrospect and looking at photos and stuff, I don't see it. It's just not there. But at the time it was like, if anything, it's, it's helped me understand how somebody with like a, um, a, like serious body image issues, which may, maybe Eating I have, even. but yeah. I think I understand mm -hmm. it. I understand it more when people look mm -hmm. in a mirror and they see something different than what everyone else sees. I get it. Like I, I do quite literally see something very different than I see, but then sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. Like I felt like a monster at our first TMS meetup in Vegas in 2018. Cause I'd really put on some weight that year. And just thought the whole time, ugh, I'm so, ugh, I don't want to even, I don't want to know what I look like or whatever. And then we get all these pictures back uh, that TVZ gone in the chat room took. I look great. That's some of my favorite pictures of me and Brian hanging out. It was, they were great. So I don't know why at the time in a mirror, I see something different than I see later. It's like my art. I do the same thing. I draw something and I can't stand it until like a year later. I'm like, ah, oh, it was pretty good. I do the same thing. So I don't know if that's so, even tied. So everyone in the chat room, raise your hand if you are if you can relate to Scott, that no matter where you're at, you're not happy with your body at the moment. We're going to see maybe... a ton of uh, raised hands. On the, on the <laughs> raising hands. There it is. Yes. And what yes. if you are Brian, raise your, raise your other hand. If uh, you can relate to Brian, that it was sort of like not top of mind your whole life and then became something that you. So, so, so far they have. haven't heard you quite yet because of the delay. Now they'll be hearing you, but, Lots of raised okay. hands on the on the mm -hmm. Scott side, uh, right? Yeah, and I don't know where it's going to change if they're going to do two hands up or what they're going <laughs> to do. Maybe they're feeling both. I guess well, Dice Tomato used his other hand, so maybe that's the one. Yeah, yeah. well done, oh, okay. Dice Tomato. Good job. Yeah, I don't know. Good job. Anyway. So that that's that. My point is, we're going to find the vast majority of us. It definitely one of those two categories. You get old enough, you're eventually in the Brian camp, um, mm -hmm. and and then. A lot, a lot of people. And there's a reason I'm, I'm bringing up the, the sort of lifespan issue around this mm -hmm. is that there are parts of us that will come online when we are shamed about food as young children mm -hmm. or when we learn to, mm -hmm. to, to cope with stress with food as young children or, um, or the, the food we're being fed is very sugary and salty and, and hits all the dopamine receptors in a way that just makes us feel better. Right. Um, and so it depends on developmentally when we start having different experiences with food, 
with shame, with our body. So very, very often for women developmentally, it happens around 11 and 12 when we start to hit puberty and our bodies are changing and then they're being noticed. And suddenly we go from carefree kid running around to sex objects and it's, you know, this is a little dramatic, but it's not untrue. And right, so right. suddenly how I look or perceive, you know, so we start to have mental things that happen in order to help us as we develop, right. Or as we grow. And so it's to protect us from some creeper. We have a part of us that will then wear lots of baggy clothes or somebody telling us anything that's unkind about our body. Maybe we hadn't, we wouldn't hear it at a certain developmental stage, but we do when we're more self-conscious, you know, middle schoolers or something. Right. So now we have all of these things around our body, how we feel, how we live our life in our body that are mental Mm -hmm. and they've come online to protect us as we've grown up and they don't go away as adults. Mm -hmm. So that's how Scott, you can be too skinny at one stage and then think you're too big at another stage. And really all of those different times looking, you know, backwards, you can go, Oh, see, I was fine. And it's because it was never about your size. It's still not about your size. Mm -hmm. It is about these these sort of factors that come into play. So this is what's hard is I'm going to speak for the emailer here um, that you're hearing people talk about dieting. They're on the podcast and on your TV and on your whatever in January going, all right, everyone buckle in. Let's get off sugar and dry January and like all these health strategies because we just were gluttonous, you know, up through December the rest, all the whole world was gluttonous since last March, you know, like we've all been, we've all been comfort eating for a long time. And we jump right back into the behaviors that biologically are actually kind of dangerous for our weight. So that's going back to, and I can send you links to some of the studies that show just dieting is the number one precursor for weight gain, which is supposed to be the thing that's helping you with it. So it's not that Weight Watchers is a great example of something where you just eat a little less of the stuff you already like mm-hmm. and your body goes, Oh, cool. I don't, I don't need that much, that many calories. Thanks. <laughs> and like, it will respond and find a, a nice set weight um, for the most part. Right. Mm-hmm. But then why can't I just eat that amount the rest of my life? What is actually happening? Well, some of it is the design of your world, right? You never move because it's not built in the design and every around you is something sugary and salt and, high in cholesterol or something that's in front of you. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. We run out of willpower. Mm. Um, but we never stop and go, okay, how'd I get here? Why do I think the way I think? And what can I do about some of these things? To me, that's the real diet plan. It's mental. Um, the one that actually works. The other just messes with our metabolism and messes with our body. And like, take, for example, eating significantly less calories than you normally do in order to lose weight you are signaling to your brain that there's a scarce year in your farm (laughs) and you are maybe not going to make it through winter. So after losing so much weight, it will also start to crave more. Mm -hmm. You're literally telling your whole system you're starving. So it will crave more. It will then eventually you'll run out of willpower because it's a finite resource and you will eat more and you will gain all that weight back. Mm. So if we we're we're denying how biology actually works by dieting, making it so much worse, and then we're not tackling any of the mental stuff. Right, man. So this is, this is right. All that to be said, yeah, we're all doing it wrong, and we all don't know it. 
That's what's so hard. Well, not it's only, so not only that, but it's it's like you said, it's a two billion, probably more than that, uh, dollar industry. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's a lot more than that, but but um, that means that people are looking <clears throat> for simple answers that you yeah. can just throw a little money at and then walk away fixed. And mm-hmm. why do we freaking do that? Why is that a thing? Why can't we just go? Well, the hard thing to do, which is the correct thing to do, is this. And then we do Well, that. let's try something right now. I mean, you're right on, but I'm, let me, let's do something experiential really quick. Okay, okay, so I want both of you to close your eyes. Closed. I'm not looking at you, so I can't tell. Are you, are you on screen? I swear. Yes. Okay, your eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Okay, close your eyes. And everyone else can do this too. I want you to close your eyes. When you take a big breath. <sighs> and then I want you to use your mind's eye, you know, that little third eye in the middle of your mm-hmm. forehead. Mm-hmm. And I want you to scan your body till you get to your stomach. Oh, and I, I just want I, you to. What if I started there? Is that a problem? That, no, that's fine. Just okay. you're in your stomach. And I just want you to take a second and see if you're hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> well, you do okay. the fast thing where you haven't eaten yet today. Yeah, right? I don't eat till 11. So I am yeah. hungry. Okay, so you're really hungry right now. So I want you to describe the hunger. Um, I want, uh, I, I mean, I have a name for it. I mean, I want a chicken sandwich. <laughs> right. Like, I, I literally, is, that's what I want. So what, it's, I, I'll name it. Because we were talking about chicken sandwiches. We were talking about Chick-fil-A and even thinking about a chicken yeah, sandwich. Sneaking chicken into mom made mm-hmm. me think about chicken sandwiches. Um, I'm, give it a name. Yeah, like, how, like uh, give it a rating. Oh, Tens the hungriest you've ever been your whole life. You're, you're dying, I literally mean, dying. Okay. To uh, zero being it's Thanksgiving Day. I'm at a five again. I'm sitting in the middle somewhere. Okay. That's not a compliment. So, I really just feel average about it. So you're hungry. So yeah. what does your body need? Food. I know it's craving a chicken sandwich. Does it need a chicken sandwich? No. No. It could what need, pro- it, need? it probably needs protein. Okay. And it thinks it needs carbs. <laughs> uh, it probably needs some water. Do you need some water? Probably some water, sure. <laughs> I could go for some water. Yeah. So, so right now, you just tuned into your hunger cues. You are already hungry. Great. You you know your body needs some food, and then you just take a second and check into what it actually needs, and then go feed it that. Mm. Now, here's the hard part: is once you start eating, and you can't eat too fast because our brains don't let us know we're full until 20 minutes after eating. Right. So if you eat a thousand calories in 20 minutes, you have absolutely bypassed the system that then will tell you you're good. That you could have stopped at 600. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So that's why you got to eat undistracted and be present and slow, a little slower, right? Mm -hmm. And then just pay attention to how you're feeling. Am I feeling a little full? Do I want a little more? And half the time it's like mouth taste. Like you just want like something to taste in your mouth, mm-hmm. not necessarily it's about your hunger. Yeah. And so go get something to make your mouth taste good. But so, the thousand calories going by unconsciously is a thousand calories in one sitting that you don't feel good from. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that we're so out of tune with what our body actually needs and how it feels that 
any diet, any plan, any someone else telling you what to do will always backfire eventually because you have not tuned into what your body feels or needs. Because there's, it's kind of like you're asking someone to, you know, you're asking all these people to operate their system based on this plan. And then it doesn't take into account that any of these individual factors, right? Mm -hmm. So where I'm getting this from, and this is a great book if anyone's interested in, it's called Intuitive Eating. And it really is about eating whatever you want, whenever you want. Mm -hmm. But you first have to know what you want and how you feel and if you're actually hungry or not, right? So that whole thing of like, am I bored? Oh, yeah, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess I don't need to eat a chicken sandwich because I'm bored. Or, you know what? I'm bored and I feel like eating my chicken sandwich. That is healthier than just eating your chicken sandwich. It's not about the sandwich. Right. It's about you. And and so when I, going back to this developmental thing, when a kid has had their, the bond broken between am I hungry or not when they're five years old because they're constantly stuffed with snacks, they don't ever gain that awareness. They don't even know what it feels like. I One time I had a friend say to me, we were couldn't get pizza and we were at a big thing and she was hungry and she goes, I think this might be the first time I've been hungry in five years. Like oh. what? And it's because she just makes sure she's always eating. So she has disconnected from that cue. So are you out of tune with your cues? I'm assuming everybody is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so part of the recovery process is to get back in tune with your cues. So the book Intuitive Eating is awesome. There's lots of stuff on this. It's come. It's getting bigger now because I think there's a there's kind of a <laughs> a rebound effect of like none of this is working, <laughs> right? So what is what is it? And it's this connection of our minds and the stories our minds tell us, the, you know, the challenges that have been created through our development and relationship to food, our histories with food. That's one piece of it. The other piece is that we're just disconnected to what our body feels, needs, wants. It is meant to move. It is meant to have food as fuel. It's meant to eat slow because there was never a whole meal handed to us historically, you know, Mm -hmm. we can get food now in a way that's insane. And so we, we're just, we have a system that is, is basically set against us and we have to figure out how to sort of use our internal selves to change it. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is right out of your real steps thing. Like this. Mm -hmm. this It is all we do. Yeah. It's the (laughs) nutrition. And I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak for the real steps community because we're now a community. Anyway, I just love that. I think it's so cute. <laughs> I just never thought I'd have one and say that out loud. So I'm very proud of them. Um, but you all think I'm the only one that makes fart noises in conversation. I just want to point out my sister just did it. Okay. I'm sorry. That's I've fine. gotten so much better over the years. They but think it it's me. Um, they think it's just me. But I'm telling you, there's something in our genes. Anyway, go ahead. I know. It's true. And is this, is that for them, they have come to this place where they it's really hard for them to hear anyone talk about dieting. Like it, it it's almost repelling. You're just like, <gasps> no, you guys, no, you're going to only make your situation worse. Um, so I, I've started a cult is what I'm saying. Um, no, it really is this like a shift in your relationship with your body and food. And then it doesn't have to be so dominant. It doesn't have to be every January. It's, you're able to quiet down those parts of you or those voices that are shaming you and telling you you're awful. And you can just like really enjoy your chocolate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's, it's amazing because when you just enjoy your food because you, A, are connected to how you feel and you're taking enough time and being present with it, you can eat whatever you want. You'll still eat much, much less. Mm-hmm. So you can say, oh, isn't that a diet? No, it's your body getting what it needs mm-hmm. and your mind being free from like the baggage that it carries. So, yeah. So obviously I sound like a cult leader. Anyway, you guys should join. It's super fun. <laughs> mm. Yeah, get over there. Realsteps.org, by the way, if we haven't said the address enough today, because we haven't. I think we just now did. Uh, so go check, check that out. It's realsteps.org, and uh, that's the program. I mean, that's this is the stuff they're talking about, and um, yeah. I should probably take it. We're never going to weigh you. We're not even, you're not even allowed to have a scale in this. You're, it is all, it's, it's hard work though. I'll tell you, people are like, Ooh, okay, I got to dig into my inner child. This is rough. Now, what I'd like to do is eat my chicken sandwich. Just don't right? burn your scales because that's a environmentally poor choice. Mm-hmm. It'll burn yeah, plastics don't do that. and metal. Don't yeah. do that. Send just them. hide them. Don't yeah. microwave They're them. Slide under your bed really easily. There you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it starts Monday, and we've got a a new round coming, and it's exciting. I'm really excited for the new stuff coming uh, down the pipe. So thanks for letting me secretly secretly advertise it for the last 40 minutes. Very nice. I like it. Yeah, that's what this all was, by the way. We're being upfront about it. We're being very transparent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well done. And I want want Weight Watchers to work for you, Brian, Mm -hmm. but I want you to tell me in a year and a half that it worked for you. And okay. it stayed working and you never stopped. That's what I want to hear. never rubber banded. Yeah. Right. Never okay. rubber banded. And then I will change my mind about diets. Okay. Maybe. All right. <laughs> All right. Me Mar- and Oprah. We'll tell you. You yeah. and Oprah. Brian's going to upset the entire apple cart. I cannot wait to see That's right. how this goes. Uh, there you go. That's it for today. Uh, Wendy, anything, any message you want me to take to mom today while I'm uh, over there? Yeah. Tell her hi. I'm, I need to figure out how to call her and not have her be asleep or something. So yeah, she's anyway. got, well, I was supposed to go today at two, but now I got to do it later. Cause she's got, they've been really cranking through her therapy stuff, her physical therapy okay. stuff. And that's good. Um, but they're, it's like, I think it's a lot. She had like six people in a row the other day doing different wow. things. One was speech. One was movement, mo- uh, mobility stuff where she had to walk around. And then one was just like limb stuff. So it's just like nonstop. So I'm not surprised she's pooped yeah, uh, or that she wants chicken nuggets, but uh, I'm going to hook her up today. She'll be, she'll be good. There you go. So Scott, I want to give you a challenge. I want you to get yourself a chicken sandwich. <laughs> okay. I want everyone. I want challenge everyone. Accepted. So whatever everyone's craving today, I want you to get it. Okay. Get it that item yeah, and then do three things. One, before you eat it, write down how hungry you are on a scale of zero to 10. Intuitive eating, you can Google it and there's like a a hunger scale you can find that can just kind of give you a way to measure like I'm I'm having cramps, I'm so hungry or I'm not hungry at all or whatever, right? So just gauge your hunger level and then hold that sandwich in your, your hand and just take your time, slowly, really enjoy eating it. And just eat it slowly. Make sure it takes at least 20 minutes to eat the thing. Yeah. Can I just so, take a whatever it is. write my number on the wrapper of the Burrito Supreme? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. But you got to eat it slowly. 20 slowly. minutes. Okay. And right. like really taste it. Yeah. I don't know and if really like cart it. that long. <laughs> yeah. You got to really appreciate it. And here's okay. the thing. If you do that with everything you crave, yeah. you'll be astounded yeah. at okay. that. You'll start to taste it like and it. think it doesn't taste good or you'll love it. So it's all about like treating yourself well, right? Eat something you actually love instead of 
crave something you don't actually really enjoy. So just try it. Slow her down. Write out your hunger first and then eat it slowly and then see how you feel. Okay. I'm doing that today. I'm doing it. All right. Enjoy. And then give mom some chicken nuggets. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, and give mom some nuggets. Damn straight. I mean, mom's too. Look, when you're 82, you can go ahead and just keep all your bad habits. But whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, Free pass. Free pass for for 82 year olds with brain surgery. You guys can do what you (laughs) want to do. (laughs) Uh, Wendy, it's always a pleasure. Realsteps.org, go check it out. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week. All right, you too. Bye. See you, Wendy. So don't just go, mmm, sausage. Go, mmm, sausage. Let's see how long it sounds to you today. You want to see? Okay, all right. All right, so Brian, Brian's pretty sure this gets longer every time. Uh, Whoops. Sauce. If I could spell sausage, we'd have it. All right, here we go. Sausage. It's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely the weirdest psychological. Yeah. Because uh, I know. Yeah. I'm like I'm like Joey Pants in the Matrix. I know that this is the same audio clip we've been playing ever since we first got it. But my mind is telling me that it's <laughs> get longer and longer every single time. It's like that. Um, do you know how there's a there's a there were a bunch of uh I think Vine maybe did it first, but I saw some TikToks that did it. There's this musical tone that even when you loop it, so it's the same exact thing looped, mm-hmm. it sounds in your brain like it's always going up. Have you heard that before? Oh really? No, huh? I haven't oh, seen I wish that. you could find that because we could play it right here. It, but that's what basically you're experiencing. It's like our brains are so weird. It's it's a bit green needle and brainstorm. It's the yeah, same thing, right? Yeah. Yanni and uh, Lauren. What right. is that one called? Chat room? Uh, uh, layered audio? Is that what it is? Yes, Claire is uh, saying layered audio. All right. Let me see if I can find this example because it is so okay. weird. Okay. Oh, it's that's also a thing people use in other stuff. So it's hard to find mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Oh, but there's, there's one. YouTube Claire Gack. Okay. Is that what this is? Claire Gack? Oh, yeah. Actually, going up. Really? Yeah, that's not okay. I mean, wait a minute. Really? No, yeah. that's definitely that's definitely going up. I mean, that's the point of it. Is it's okay? It's called the shepherd tone. Audio illusion formed by uh, overlaying separate tones separated by octaves that each rise and fall depending on the nature of the shepherd tone in question and repeat independently of one another. As a result, the sound seems to continually get higher, but it is not getting higher. <laughs> That's oh, what I'm okay. saying. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. So, so what's happening is it's going up an octave, but because it's three things that are layered on top of each other, it's when the loop restarts, yeah. it's seamless to where that sound is still going up. Yeah. Like it's still constantly going up, but you're hearing what was octave one starting now at octave two. Your brain is connecting octave one into octave two going up. Right. But the, the trick of it is if you do it in a short loop, like I just did, if you do it in like a mm-hmm. six second loop without mm-hmm. a break, it appears to just eternally go up. Like you never, right, never, right, right. Because yeah, I mean, you're hearing 
um, what's what's a good example of this? I mean, you're basically if you drew a bunch of lines going in a diagonal on your piece of on a on, in a, in Illustrator, right? Yeah. A bunch of repeating lines, yeah. and you figured out if you drew a horizontal line, perfectly horizontal line, yeah. where the where the first line crosses it and yeah. cut it off right there right so that your second line starts at that point yeah. and it's just like a seamless pattern right that you could put in there same thing yeah you're, it's like a visual version you're looking of that. at the same lines but mm-hmm. it is constantly going up yeah it's like a vi- uh yeah that totally like looking at a spring if you're looking at a spring rotating oh right right that just curl yeah mm-hmm. it goes up forever so here's a better they say in chat this is a better one hold on let's see what this is okay looks like uh, the same one. oh this is the one i heard on tiktok Okay, I'm now looping it. Yeah. But it it, it still yeah. feels like it's going higher. Like you're hearing your brain is following the the one the, the prominent one that's going up. Yep. Even though about halfway through that the lower one started again. The bottom of the screw cut cut in. Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? That it's is crazy, just yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Anyway, thanks, chat, for digging those up. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, going to be it for the show, everybody. Nice long one today. Uh, but yes. that's okay. We had a great time. Patreon.com slash TMS is where you can show how much you love this extra long one. Oh, yeah. Hello. Head over there and uh, check us some change at Patreon.com slash TMS and keep this show alive. It is how the lights stay on. And if you'd like them to be on and get all the extra benefits you get from it, then that's how you do it. That's Patreon.com That's how the sausage gets made. That's right. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Brian, we should probably play a song here at the end of the show. Oh, a reminder, uh, tomorrow, TMS PM, 3.30 Mountain. So be here for that. And uh, we'll have a film sack over the weekend. There will be an instance mm-hmm. tomorrow. Be a Coverville uh, today. Uh, Neil Diamond, right. Alicia Keys, and Phil Collins. Fantastic. But when you put all three of those together in covers, it's like, oh, this these totally go together because all the bands that are covering them are kind of all in the same rock. Uh, America. Shows. What's your? G- uh, give me your favorite. Uh, what's your favorite? Neil, uh, Diamond? Neil Diamond. Yeah. Forever in blue jeans, I think. Forever in blue jeans. Money talks. That's so good. It don't say that and it can't walk. <laughs> Something in... I don't know how the rest goes. Yeah. But I like but it, too. I like that one. Um, all right. That's it. Song. Play song. Play song now. This one goes out to I Am Sci-Fi. Ian wrote in and said... Hey there, Satchel and Bucket. It's Ian, that I am sci-fi fella. Now that 2020 is finally over, I get to celebrate 2021 by getting another year older and officially entering my late 30s. 37? Don't do me wrong! Rather than go old school and feel older, I figure I'd request a cover that may connect with the youths. Any cover of The weekend he spelled it out, weekend with like three E's, uh, you happen to have, probably probably autocorrect, would work with me, especially as the birthday falls on a Thursday this year. Love the Pumbaa, though. P.S. Let's test the ship's phasers. Oh, okay. Uh, Can do. Let's test the ship's phasers. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So any cover of the weekend, I was starting with a cover of I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With You because I, I do really like that song. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, no, last year on the most recent Triple J Like A Version album, there was a great cover of Blinding Lights by The Naked and Famous. This thing is awesome. Uh, Blinding Lights, originally by The Weeknd, covered here by The Naked and Famous for Triple J. See you guys next Monday, unless you're a patron. And in that case, we'll see you tomorrow.
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com all right well bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.